This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagland. You have Corey Majors, Joey Erickson, and the return of Mike Bassett. Good morning, gentlemen. I've just been given too much to the station, and I had to have a day off to back off, go to the doctor, and go, I've given too much of my heart to 105.3 The Fan. Mike, how, how long do you think that uh, fried jalapenos and fried pickles can stay? Like, out? Um, Kevin says a day. Do you think they can be? They're good for it's. There's breaded. nothing. There's nothing that I think. I mean, eventually it would mold mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But I think for something like that, you'd want to put it in the refrigerator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then probably air fry it. Air fryer is amazing air on how it can take. Before air fryers, as far as I know, if you had French fries that were left over, you're like, man, I'd like to maybe eat those later, or tater tots, or something like that, or onion rings. You're like, I'm, they're just going to be soggy and horrible if I put them in my oven. But the air fryer then crisp them back up, and they're really good. So I would day, say maybe? one day, if you kept those out, I wouldn't want to eat them. I'm just saying. Hold on. Th- they just are there. Just a minute. Just a minute. Let me add some context to oh. this. Would you still feel the same way if that box of food was in the trash can? Follow up, would you still feel that way if that box of food that was in the trash can was open? Uh, It's a great question, but Rich Rice was just texting me about Evan (laughs) Carter. And uh, our hotline number has changed, right? They're they're telling me that. Do you need the change? I do need it. You want to give it over the air or do you want to? All right. Well, you can send it to him and I'll reset my amazing question. I think Joey might have it on a post-it note right there. Don't you want Evan Carter? Yes, I do. The next Mickey Mantle of baseball? Oh, my gosh. That feels like an unreasonably high expectation to set on him, does it not? Oh. Well, I mean, Mickey's not considered the greatest player of all time. Okay, but still. Like, I've sent you this number three times, by the way. You need to save One it One of your the phone. top 10, 12 players of all time, surely, is Corey, yeah. don't eat the garbage food, especially since the garbage food box was open. Look, I, okay, don't, I don't feel great about you eating the garbage food anyway. And I don't mean food that's bad for you. I get that. I mean food that is literally in. Yeah, are you eating something called mush? I'm eating mush right, right. now. What are we, an Oliver Twist? Yeah. Is it's good. Okay, but don't eat food that was in the garbage. And definitely not if the box is open. Okay, fine. 877-881-1053. Should take I a poll eat it? On this. Should I eat it? The, uh, the, the fried jalapenos. And fried pickles that are in the trash can right now. Where the box is open. Yeah. I think that's an important part of the narrative. Once something goes in the trash, I am a little bit like Seinfeld. If it's just recently gone in the trash and it's on top and I know it hasn't touched any of the trash, I have done that before. It's rare, Mm -hmm. but I have gone, all right, 
That went in the trash. It shouldn't have yet. <laughs> Luckily, it stayed on top in the box yeah. or on the piece of paper that it's supposed to. So no trash mm-hmm. has been thrown into it since that has been thrown into the trash. Mm-hmm. But I need to know that it wasn't thrown into the trash yesterday. These pickles and jalapenos were thrown into the trash yesterday. yesterday. So because they've been in the trash now for at least 12 hours... I would say I don't want to have it because the trash has kind of infiltrated that okay. by now. What if it's a fresh bag and there are only, that's the only thing in there? Look, I am not an advocate. This happened in college. What? I, I couldn't believe it. You it saw your friend is, eat out of the trash? Yes, because the food he ate out of the trash was my food mm-hmm. because I got a Chick-fil-A sandwich and I asked for it with no pickles. They put pickles on it, and I was out. So I threw the sandwich in a trash with one bite on it. He went over there and actually asked the question, hey, do you mind? And then reached into the garbage can, which is a bold move because if I threw it in the trash, I think you should be able to take it out mm-hmm, of the trash. Mm-hmm. He did take it out of the trash, and he ate it. And I was like, I threw that the whole in the trash. Thing? Yes. See, what I would do is I would probably chop off the section where you bit because your germs are bad. Sure, but trash germs are not. Oh man, we've got we've gotten all those germs. Okay, we talk to each other within a like if we're in spring training within a six inch radius, but here it's about a four to five foot radius. Uh-huh. I feel like if Kevin or you have touched something, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still okay with eating it because. We are giving each other whatever we have. Yeah, we're basically we're licking fo- each other every yeah. day. What? It's kind of the same thing. We the this room mm-hmm. the the germs are in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like From- if I'm sick right now, mm-hmm. there's probably are you for- sick right now? No, I'm not. He's we, alive. We went out of our way to protect your medical information <laughs> yesterday, and you're like, nah, I wasn't sick. Mentally, maybe, but physically, I think I'm doing all right. Okay. Okay. Uh. I'm going to have a little bit more tough time giving my germs to Corey, mm-hmm. but we like hugging each other. You hate people touching that you. That is true. So I just feel like me and you, we're going to share each other's viruses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that That's the end of From your Jason Luke, statement. are we really going to yeah, listen so to the guy who eats a plain hot dog? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that's about a different topic, that, but I'm probably okay, fair. okay with For it. For the record, you don't have to listen to any of my food opinions. I am just, you asked, so I did not want to lay out on that. I wanted to tell you, I do not believe that you should eat I, out of the garbage can. You're not into ketchup at all. That is true. But you like barbecue sauce, which is kind of a form of ketchup. ketchup They're just bro. adding more things to ketchup. The delicious things. They and you don't like brown sugar. You've tried mustard and you don't like vinegar. mustard. Yeah, I, I don't like mustard okay. at all. Uh, from the man, there are a lot of texts on this uh, conversation. Just uh, microwave Sorry, it, it'll kill the germs. Yeah, Dogberry99 says you guys are just wasting money by throwing this food away. Okay, I didn't realize that people had We should so go many... take it out of the trash right now and put it on the yeah. uh, table for yeah. everybody to eat. Yeah, you know what, Corey? Why don't you take it out of the trash and take a bite on air? All right. Oh, my God. Yes. Hey, oh, Kevin. Okay. You get an A-plus for that uh, <laughs> demand. And this is, you told us yesterday in the meeting, you even called me up personally. You weren't even in the meeting. And you said, whatever I say, you do from now on. <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. And now you're, test, you're, uh-huh. you're giving the test right uh-huh. now, and you just told 
Corey as he's walking back to his microphone oh with the box gosh. that I did see I in the trash this morning. Being sarcastic. With, no, are I they don't. pickles or jalapenos? Or are they mixed? I don't think this is a good idea. It's a mix? Dude, there's still cheese curds in here. It's oh, already uh, curded. Cheese curds. It's already curded. No, no, no. Well, that's true. But I would say with milk products, I wouldn't eat a milk product that's been left out okay. for a long time. But the pickles, you're good with? Yeah. Oh, he just ate one. He just ate one. No. He ate one. Kind of chewy. Yeah, they're not crispy yeah. anymore. You got to air Definitely fry Definitely lost some of that. But lots of grease, you know, involved in this action. Was here. it? That ain't all grease, the brother. Taste, the jalapeno. The taste is still good? It's enough. Dude, this is Jake's. Of yeah. course it, Three days. It could sit there for three days. It's Jake's. It's great. That's all I know. Mm. Eight zero six. How come it says from your local pizzeria? Jake, does Jake's do pizza? Um, I don't know. Aren't the they a burger place? Maybe they, maybe they outsource the boxes uh, from the eight zero six. Just let him eat the damn food if he wants. He's a grown man. And this is what I like the best from the two one four. Hold on a second. Is this ratings? They week? said it was. Oh. Just, I don't know. They oh. said it was just oh. off camera. Here on the radio, uh, you were off camera. They saw you pick it out of the box. So you need to eat Sharif again. said he threw all this away this morning. Even so better. It's been sitting what is, covered. What is Sharif doing? Because it's it hasn't been in the trash as long as we thought. So even better. So now you guys saw that on the Twitch, you saw he just put it in his mouth and ate it. Well, yeah. Mm. Is that a jalapeno or That's is that jalapeno a, right here? What's better if you had to if you had to choose? Fried the jalapeno, jalapeno has the kick of the jalapeno. <laughs> yeah. the, the, there's less flavor in the pickle part. You know, that's wild to me. From the, you're going to eat the whole box. All from right. the 214. Oh my God, so good. Just consider, he really ate it. Like, really? I promise you, there is no optical is illusion to, you happening to, you, right you now. You have to YouTube and Twitch us. Yes. That's how we really get the ratings. This is where we are here with this. Actually, there's more to that, Mike, than you think. Oh. And, and from the 254, yeah, are y'all just glossing over the you're fact really that good. Kevin is so bougie that he can't just take the pickles off a sandwich and threw the whole thing away. That's a fair question. You he, did? Yeah, here's the issue with the Chick-fil-A one in particular. They like, I don't know if they like chisel those pickles into the bread or whatever, but now the bread is ruined. The bottom half of the chicken is ruined. If you maybe cut it in half horizontally, you could salvage the top of the sandwich, but that just felt like too much work. And I was in college at the time. I always wonder if you would do better or worse like 500 years ago in the world. Because you might do better because we didn't yeah. have as many flavors, I would say. It wasn't exactly. like you could go and get every McCormick different seasoning yeah. to put on things. Yeah. And you're like, listen, we just killed a buffalo. But sometimes you just have to rip something out and start eating it then because it is fresh. Sure. Or you have to like, you know, cook it later or something like that. But I'm just wondering, what would you do? Like, if you're like, I don't like the taste of this. They're like, listen, this is all we have or you're going to die. Like you're gonna I'm have to eat. You corn. know, I don't you want know you to I'm die, stubborn Kevin. enough. I might just die. What? Like I, I don't like that part about me, but I might. Hopefully, I would come to my oh, senses. Yeah, die. and this person is right. Uh, B suit twenty one. The Chick fil A chicken is soaked in pickle uh, juice. Yeah, but it's not like. At, so it stays. It's, moist. It feels drier when you, but like the pickle. I guess like liquid was on it, and that's the part. It, I'm not ruling out. I'm not ruling out. It's a mental thing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I can't rule that out at all. For the longest time, I couldn't swallow pills either. I love this. Segment. And then he what was on the run sheet. Don't it was going to be about the Rangers, yeah. and then I thought Evan Carter was calling in right now, and then it just—I don't know what happened. I got more to this conversation. If okay. You want. Yeah. Go for it. 
I watched, Jake does do pizza, by the way, by yeah, Reggie. Yeah, Reggie just texted and said Jake's does uh, pizza now. Really they, glad everyone in our station is invested in this segment. They, well, everybody in, everybody's listening is. Tolo, Look at all the Tolos yeah. that are texting There's in right now. There's a lot of amazing. feedback on this. Um, I watched a show called Fantastic Fungi last night. Uh-huh. You know what that's about, Mike? It's about mushrooms. Okay. And I found out, Kevin, there is their ant colonies that will, if uh, uh, an ant goes and like collects uh, fungus on its body or whatever, as it's coming back into the house or whatever, I can't remember what kind of ant it is. There are two guard ants waiting outside. When it comes back into the the ant hill, they will stop that ant and go, nope, you can't bring that fungus in here because it's going to grow and kill us all. So they'll carry this ant far away from the ant hill kill it, dismember it, take its head off, wow. and then will sit there and starve itself to death. Those guard ants will die right there so they don't take the fungus back to the to the hill either. That's sacrifice right there, man. That's loyalty. Wow. I didn't realize there's so say. many ants. I also didn't realize. How many realize... ants do you think there are in the world? Oh, my God. I would say <sighs> 50 billion. Kevin, you think that number is low? There's way more ants than humans. <laughs> All right, so there's essentially seven ants to every human. I, Actually, yeah. that kind of sounds right. I think that might. Uh, I think that might be fair. And then I might be off by like twenty quadrillion is what the internet says. Oh, I was way off. Okay, can I can I, I give you a quadrillion means? Can I give you a couple of sports notes real quick? Yep. Do you ha- okay? Do you want to? all those ants. Do you want? <laughs> There's a census. I'm trying really hard, fan <laughs> texters. I swear I'm trying really hard. <laughs> Please fill this out. The census. Oh, crap, another ant pile. <laughs> How many ants are in your home? This is a five-family home. All right, I got two sports <laughs> options for you. Do you want to go with Brandon Miller or Boris Becker? Boris. Oh, that's uh, one of Dirk Nowitzki's favorite athletes of all time. Boris Becker, there is going to be an Apple TV documentary coming out about him on April 7th and considering the fascinating not only tennis but financial crimes and issues that he ran into it sounds like it's going to be really fun and this deals with like him being in prison now that he's out of prison I think that might have just happened last month. His Horace th- Becker was in prison? Yeah, yeah. man. It was like what? all kinds of tax evasion or fraud I'm not exactly sure. There was a tax issue that went along with that. And then speaking of people who, hey, this one looks like he is not going to be in legal trouble, at least for now. Did you see that Brandon Miller was named the SEC Player of the Year? So in the midst of... Congratulations. Serious? Yeah. In the, he's, he wow. is awesome, I will yeah, admit. So the entire SEC, like the group that's like, that's hey, we vote on this. They didn't go, hey, we kind of have a little situation we need to keep an eye on here. Yeah. They, they didn't think it out either. Well, They're guess- not like the Hall of Fame. They're like, we're just giving players of the year. Well, they also obviously gave him freshman of the year, too, which makes sense. Like, if you're player of the year, I feel like in your freshman, you pretty much have to be freshman of the year. So Brandon Miller, who just might be the number three pick in the upcoming NBA draft, has also been named the SEC player of the year. I just want to go to the fan text real quick, Kevin. <laughs> yes. From the 972, I'm dying. It's less than 15 minutes in the show, and Kevin sounds so resigned to his fate. Oh, my God, ants. Y'all are trying to do anything to get him done. From the 214, this. This is the segment that sends Kevin over the top. Um, this one? Like Rocky Balboa. 
and in that movie where they did arm wrestling from the over the top, over the top. yes because <laughs> from if you've never seen over the top essentially the gist of it is if he wins the arm wrestling tournament he's gonna get his son back and if you think i'm kidding yeah. go Simple. look it up it's not that far off of that he stole his son and said arm wrestling i don't think they died. stole him i think there was like a custody issue i don't know if he needed money oh, for okay. a lawyer right. or what when somebody drank penzoil during that to like get ready like that was a horrible idea Penzoil? Like, yeah, they drink oil. Do you remember that? Or I gasoline? I saw that in, in Fast and Furious, and the, they looked like they were going to die. Well, one of them. I think he did die, yeah. Hey, Corey, how about no sports today? All just gross <laughs> Corey stuff. That's all I, I got for right you now. Ate, you ate so many of them, dude. They were really good. I really, I'm a <laughs> you huge, ate like five. Y'all don't understand how much I do love fried pickles and fried jalapenos. Here's what the segment was going to be. On the at some point, Rich Rice hasn't texted me back. At yet. some point, I get it. If they're listening to this segment, I wouldn't either. The segment was going to be forget all the spending. This is the biggest difference for the Rangers. At some point, <laughs> I don't know if it'll be today. Could be tomorrow. We will get to that segment. But coming up next, man, our fan, fan hotline real, really changed. How much stock do you put in what happens at the NFL Combine? We'll do that next, right here on the fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. How much stock do you put in the combine? Now, most of the combine wrapped up on Saturday, but it officially ended yesterday. So I'm curious now that we've seen, you know, so many articles about winners and losers at the combine. Where do y'all fall in all of this? Like they, I Was it last year, two years ago, they started doing more baseball combine kind of thing? We watched it. Like, we had it on, and we were right. kind of observing it. And maybe it was the lighter year. or I can't remember exactly, but we were trying to pay attention to what right. was going they do it, on. I believe in, like, Raleigh, North Carolina, because that's where Team USA facilities are out of. And I think I think the, the big thing, and I talked with Broadus about this a little bit, uh, you know, for the combine – it's for the scouts, it's more the medicals. That's what they want to see and know. Um, you know, the 40 time, Kevin, we discussed that yesterday. If A chain can run yeah. that fast oh, every single go. time he gets the ball and nobody's there to stop him from running, then that's going to be amazing. <laughs> that's true. Uh, if they block it well, whoever's in front of him, man, that's be even better for him. So that's good to know that you got a dude that can burn like that. But more than anything, I want to see up close and personal the stuff I watched on film. So did is he doing the things that I expected him to do on film? I still think that the regular season games, the playoff games, the championships or whatever, those are more important. They really give you uh, a, a very good understanding 
of what that player is on a weekly basis. I think Bobby said he'll watch like three games of a player, and then that gives him a pretty good idea. And Broadus has a, he wants to see how they play whenever they're the best and how they play whenever they stink. Why did they stink? Was it because somebody else was better that day? So when it comes to the combine, I think you've already done all your studying on a player or on a bunch of different players, and maybe there will be one that pops out that you're like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't expect, what is this guy? And now you want to go watch him a little more and see some details on him. But for, I think for the teams, for anybody that's a fan, you're just kind of trying to see, a lot of guys are just seeing guys for the first time as fans. And as scouts, you're probably just trying to see, does it pair up with what I saw whenever I was watching this guy on film? So, or I'm, stream or whatever yeah, it yeah. is. Whatever I the still term think is we're now. sticking with film okay, for now, right, even if it is outdated. Yeah, tape is... You've seen a lot of potential movement on the quarterback front. Like there are other, there are other movers and shakers in this as well. But you've seen, and we talked about this a week ahead of time. So I'm proud of us for that. You've us. seen the rise of Anthony Richardson for a lot of people, much to the chagrin of Carter Freeman, and probably much to the chagrin maybe of a team who drafts him. But now there's even more discussions about could he go number one. You talked yesterday about C.J. Stroud because of the, you know, what Daniel Jeremiah called maybe the most perfect or one beautiful. of the best combine throws beautiful. he's ever seen. Can I ask this question? And I know you guys probably don't have the answer, but I'm going to throw it out to the audience, too, to discuss. How many times has a guy like Anthony Richardson, maybe not that good of a quarterback when you watch him play in college, then combines it up tremendous? Whether it's a linebacker, a defensive end, it doesn't have to be just a quarterback that you're like, you know, He's pretty good. I, I know he's draftable. And then they move up from a second or third round pick to a top 15 pick because of the combine and really only the combine. How many times does it work out that the combine was right, that you shouldn't actually watch him play football? You should just watch the combine because the NFL coaches are going to be able to take those tools because he's so extreme on the athleticism strength portion that they're actually going to get more out of him than the guy you saw that played much better football that was considered a better player in January. The reality is, like, Anthony Richardson was Byron Jones at the Combine. The, you're an athletic freak. Yeah. But the reality is when you watched him throw, you were like, oh, okay. Like, that's, like, seriously, while he was throwing during the Combine, bad. While he was doing everything he else, very far. Amazing. I saw a highlight of him throwing yeah, like it was 80 big far. Uh, but it, there, there are a lot of times where you're like, where was that going, I, man? And then during, like, again, this goes back to tape where you just yeah. go back and watch. I think Carter was pointing out the Florida. Was it a 50 yard touchdown that he threw? Yeah. And then he was like three for 11 or three for 20 the, the and, rest of the game. And I think that's the thing. Yeah. I actually might have an answer to your question or I thought of two okay. examples. Right. But that's the thing about Richardson that it's impossible for some scouts to get away from is he could easily be the worst quarterback in the first round. Yeah. But you also see the potential for him to be the best, right? Like, that's a downfall of so many you, a scout. You have you have, to have an athletic weapon that you have to get to hone in as a thrower. Two of the people that I thought about were Josh Allen and Carson Wentz. Okay. And so, Josh Allen, you look at his completion percentage going back to college, it is junk, 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 junk. And so many people were like, yeah, but look at the people he had to play with and everything like that. And so when you got him around other folks or you got him in the combine, I think you saw his stock move. And then for Carson Wentz, look at the beginning of that North Dakota State year. And obviously that played a part in it as well. Some people thought he was going to be a third round pick. 
and then he just move up, move up, move up. So, and that's kind of a split decision right there, right? Because if you're if you took Josh Allen, you're probably like, okay, I feel good about my choices. And if you took Carson Wentz, well, Chris Mortensen thinks you're the biggest piece of trash that's ever existed in the modern NFL. Two one four multiple people saying DK Metcalf was one of those like. Uh, yeah. Watching he, film, you were kind of like, uh, but then when you saw him at the combine, you're just, he's a freak. Yeah, wasn't he a late second round pick? But he boosted up from like, okay. like even further right. up. And you got to feel like that's worked out the, pretty darn well. Yeah. The mark on him was bad route runner, you know, and then he, you're just like, he's just big. He's a, he's a freak. So you're, are you guys advocating that the combine is, I think it's if, if you do great at the combine, you sh- you're, you should kind of move up the draft board and you're going to make a right pick based off of combine if, if or I, personal workout? I think I mostly agree with Corey, but I will say there's a few things that I think could tip, tip the scale, not for your entire combine workout, but for specific things. Like, for example, Jordan Addison, the wide receiver from USC, his hands, one of the things they measured out there is his hands are under nine inches. And for a lot of folks, we've talked about this with quarterback a lot. I don't know if it gets as much attention on the wide receiver front. For some teams, they're like, mm, I don't know about that. And then sometimes from a corner or wide receiver, you might not look as fast on game film. And then they time your 40 and they're like, okay, well, that matches, which I always think is a dangerous game because I'm like, Okay. He played most of his games on grass. Yeah. Now he's on this turf indoors. And you so saw him run change. in a straight line yeah. guarding nobody. I, I I would be inclined to trust the speed of the game film in terms of, well, I saw him with these other people that you really like, and he can go stride for stride with them. So I think the combine should be able to move you some, but some of these meteoric rises I think are questionable. Like Ryan Tannehill. Blake Bortles, those yeah. guys. Ryan Tannehill, I was shocked. What by happened? That. I will say this, and we don't get any of these combine numbers. We get rumors of if somebody can read a defense or not read a defense, and you know if they can kind of take a playbook and and how fast they can digest it. Yeah, and then re- be able to repeat it and know different variables and different things, and and the way a cornerback is playing. How should you run your route if a cornerback's playing you this way? If there's an option route, which we know that Mike McCarthy hates those, and Kellen Moore likes those. But uh, I just I wonder about those things is that right now, because of Jalen Hurts success and I'll say success of other players too. whether like I know Lamar Jackson's in the media. Guess what? Every single day for (laughs) really no reason around. But like there are a lot of quarterbacks right now that are having success. And Jalen Hurts wasn't considered a very good prospect out of Alabama, Oklahoma. But now in his third year, he made it to the Super Bowl and had a MVP-like year. I think these teams are looking at Anthony Richardson specifically and going, that's it. As an outcome of Jalen Hurts? Because we're a copycat league, and I just wonder. I don't know how Anthony Richardson is doing in his interviews in reading defenses, reading your offensive playbook, giving you an idea on what these routes are and why this is a good route or bad route or what do you like throwing to, what do you not like throwing to, stuff like that. And I think that we might see some mistakes here in the draft based off of, I think he's the next Jalen Hurts, or I think he's the next Lamar Jackson. And nothing against those guys. They're very good to great quarterbacks. They're they're above average quarterbacks. Where you put them from there is your opinion. I just wonder if Anthony Richardson is getting a lot more love because of what we've seen currently in the NFL. But I just... To me, it's still tried and true. Can you read a defense, read yeah. it quickly? Can you get the ball out of your hands quickly? 
uh, and let your playmakers make plays. Well, and one of the reasons I was curious, y'all's input about this, since we've heard more and more people coming or stepping out against the combine. Now, I realize some people are stepping out against the combine because of the interviews or because of all of your medical information being turned over or whatever the case might be. And maybe those are the parts that people want to get rid of in the combine. Like what you think of as a combine in terms of, you know, your 40, your broad jump, everything like that stays in place. But it is interesting to see how many people have come out against the combine. And I've wondered, will we get more towards these personalized pro days and how much will that hurt people lower in the draft? Because I get it. Bryce Young's pro day. Like if you want a quarterback, you'd be an idiot not to be there. But how many other people who are like, hey, I'm a third or fourth round pick. I really think I can move into the second would still have that opportunity. That's why I think the combine will always be alive. There's only about 30, Corey, maybe 50, if you want to get uh, a little bit kind of more. I I still think most guys, 90% of the guys that want to get drafted need this combine. I I, I think you're right. And their agent is saying, do this combine. We need this combine to really help out your your draft status from the uh somebody asked kevin for, uh, from 214 how did mahomes do on his combine Ky- mahomes is another person who he, moved up he was total score 2017 qb he was the second ranked qb after the combine uh is his, he second to trubisky his, does it say probably. Uh, i mean that was the look. first pick or his the second pick overall production was 80 89 so he got a he was first in production seventh in athleticism and they had him as a prospect grade of a 6.30 as is an NFL which would be will eventually be a plus starter okay well good job on that scouting report <laughs> I would say that it feels like a safe assumption is and I remember the, the next one would be year one starter and I guess he would have been like the perfect prospect would be an eight so he was kind of wow. far off of perfect okay prospect. well you know what never mind bad job <laughs> scouters because you should have put him at about an eight is I remember when we talked with Lee Steinberg and he was like well I guarantee you he'll be a first rounder as like, in Houston yeah yeah mm-hmm. guarantee huh and then he goes yeah I he'll, I think he'll go in the top the first half of the first round which I remember at the time I thought I scoffed at that I go yeah. Hey, I hope you're right. I don't see it. And he goes, you just watch. And clearly he was in the loop, knew what was going on. And obviously team, well, the Chiefs, not other teams. Other teams have probably lamented that for a really long time. But the Chiefs, they love how it played out. And I thought everybody, to be honest, made a mistake not taking Deshaun Watson over all the quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Obviously, you could have taken Deshaun Watson over Mitch Trubisky and been right and then been wrong and yeah. then been right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, and these are the two dynamics of Anthony Richardson seems to have been like moved to the forefront of a divisive player in this draft is from the 972. And this is how you balance it. And this is what we're talking about with the combine. I watched the Florida, a lot of Florida games. He looked absolutely horrible at times. And then from the 469, they say, and I heard the same thing, that Anthony Richardson is crushing the interviews. And so... That's one of the things is fair or unfair. Your quarterback has to be one of your leaders. He has to almost be the spokesperson for your team. And so if he's like, hey, I know all the things I need to improve and I know what I can do for your franchise, I could see how you buy into that. I'm not super following the draft, as in I don't know all the players that are first-round grades and stuff like that. I love that Broadus does that and Bobby Bell up here and all that. But it sounds like to me, Corey, that we are going to have four quarterbacks in the top ten picks. 
I believe that could be the case. I don't sure. know in what order, and I, I'm going to assume one and two are quarterbacks taken. Yep. And then Will Levis yeah. and Anthony Richardson, I do think, will be in the top ten. Whether it goes one, two, three, yeah. four, all four quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, or they're kind of mixed around in the top ten. But yes. it sounds like there's going to be four QBs in the top ten. And I'm proud of us for that. We've been on top of this forever. We said there'll be four in the first round for sure, and then we've been moving that bar up. To see them all go in the top 10, I definitely think it's a possibility. You want to see 12 in the first round? Do you want to see yes. a day, Kevin, yes. where all 32 teams take a quarterback in the first no. round? No. Oh. What I would love to see is every year the Cowboys don't need a quarterback is for the other 31 teams to take a quarterback, <laughs> but obviously that would be foolishness. I want as many quarterbacks as possible We're getting to off, go baby. in the first round be so the Cowboys can get a better rated player. And I know there are people like, why aren't we taking a quarterback? Look, that's a longer discussion for a different day. We will take a quarterback this year, Kevin. Just watch. Not in the, the first round. In the draft? Yes, what, in this draft. You want to call around? Where's Maxaw? I think you could get him at a price that would not agitate most Cowboys fans. There you go. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Basher. How nervous am I about all these pitching injuries next? Oh, yeah. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Can't see Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan, hoping to have Evan Carter in the noon o'clock hour. But right now... Top for baseball nuggets with Mike Basick. All right, guys. So I think you talked about this a little yesterday. Yeah. I was listening some. And uh, the injuries to all of the starting pitchers or potential like yeah. six starter Jake Odorizzi. But obviously, Gray is out right now with it's back for him, correct? Yep. Then we have uh, Evaldi out because of shoulder. Is that right? Or hip? I can't remember everybody's injury. Let me double check that. I wasn't sure if that was... Uh, Evaldi. Side stiffness. Side stiffness. So I said hip. So the That's side area one. could be rib cage, lat area. Like it's a very general deal. You have Jacob deGrom, who is out right now from pitching competitively in games, but they're hoping he throws a bullpen. Is it today or tomorrow? Tomorrow. Tomorrow that he throws uh, a bullpen. Martin Perez is healthy. Ooh, I, a live batting practice to hitters. Okay. So, and I know everything is a little bit different in today's uh, world of spring training than in my world of spring training. And just to give you an idea, in the olden days, right. uh, I'm 45 years old, let's just say 10 years ago or longer, they would do this. You would throw in spring training, obviously when pitchers and catchers get there, and then your first appearance in a game as a starting pitcher would usually be two innings or 30 pitches, whichever kind of okay. comes first. Then the next would be three innings or 45 pitches, okay. whatever comes first. Then the next time out would be four innings, 60 pitches, or whatever comes first. And then five innings, 75 pitches. So let's just say you threw four innings, but you only threw in those four innings 30 pitches. Yeah. What they would do is if they had a schedule for the relievers to pitch, they would say, all right, 
you're going to go down to the bullpen. This is olden day times, not current day, but olden days. They'd be like, you're going to go down to the pen and you're going to warm up eight pitches like you're going into a game and you're going to throw 30 competitive pitches. We're just going to have a hitter stand in. Okay. Obviously not swing the bat or anything. Yeah, but yeah. You're going to work and we're going to actually go through counts and everything. And we're going to have a righty stand in, then a lefty stand in, then a righty stand in just so you can get your work in through that. But here's where I'm going with this. I don't know exactly what the Rangers plan is with right now, Gray, Avaldi, DeGrom, and Odorizzi. Odorizzi's more of a reliever, but he was kind of your sixth starter in spring training. But there's four guys that you're counting a lot on this season that look like, I'm going to be honest here, they could have issues being on the March 30th roster for the Texas Rangers. That's opening day against Philadelphia at home. Can I give you some hope for concerning? It is. But I'm going to try to give you guys some hope for two of them. Go ahead. Take this for what you will. So John Gray is expected to be back tomorrow. And and when you were talking about, I get it. You know, this is great. What does back mean? In in the rotation. They're going to pitch him. He's pitching in tomorrow. Great. At least that is the hope. And so... I, I realize that leaves no wiggle room for setback. And then I hadn't thought about this, but I was reading something from Evan Grant, and they said that thing with Evaldi is they're not as worried because he was ahead of schedule because of the World Baseball Classic. Right. So he had already done some of that lead-up stuff right. that you were talking about. So still tenuous, Corey, but that's the attempted good news I've got for you. All right, so here's what you need a minimum of for the most part. You need a minimum of 20 straight days of being healthy in spring training to end it, to then go into the season as a starting pitcher. All right. is a little bit different. If Odorizzi, they already know he's going to be a guy that throws anywhere from one to three innings out of your pen. That's a different story. I can push Odorizzi to the side, but if I need Odorizzi to be one of my starting five to start the year, I need him. So today is March 7th. I pretty much need all these guys to say they are completely healthy on March 10th. Now, if you're not pitching on March 30th, the the thing is, is probably Jacob DeGrom would be your opening day starter if he's completely healthy. But if I want to push back Jacob DeGrom to, let's just say, Monday, April 3rd, or Tuesday, April 4th. That does give me an extra three or four days where, yes, he's not pitching opening day or he's not pitching against the Phillies the first series. But I pretty much need from my starting pitcher 20 straight days of health to end spring training. If I only get, let's just say, on March 18th, I'll just throw out a guy like Evaldi. I don't care that he's ahead of schedule. I'm going to be honest with this. No, I hear you. Because Evan Grant has never pitched in his life and has no clue what an arm goes through. He's just getting this information. Is that if I have to be shut down from throwing a baseball for a week, it slows me down. It's just think about a person's cardio in basketball. Like If I can't run, if I have a knee injury or a leg injury and I can't run and I just have to sit there pretty much and I can do some exercises, but I can't really work on my cardio at all. It's going to take me time to get my cardio back. Everybody knows if they've ever worked on cardio, how quick it goes away. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with arm strength in pitching. That if I have to sit out eight to 10 days without throwing a ball, and I know it's not these guys sitting out that long, but if I do, I have to kind of start the process over. Over. Whatever I did in January and February has very little to do if I miss February 25th through March 5th. I don't have to completely start over, but we have to watch how much I put on this guy uh, right now. So what I'm looking at here is, guys, is – 
I'm going to expect right now, and I hope I'm wrong, I just think two guys will probably be out of the first five through the rotation that you are looking at right Sorry, now, Corey. whether it's Dunning, Otto, or Cole Reagans. Those are the three that I think of. I could be totally off. I kind of wanted to text Jared Sandler and say, Jared, right now, if you had to pick your sixth, seventh, and eighth starters today because there are three guys out of the rotation to start your season, who would those three guys be? My guess would be, and I don't know in what order, order is Dunning, Otto, and Cole Reagans. Those would be the next three yeah. up because Odorizzi's out. I can't. Yeah. I have to take him out of yeah. out of the mix at this point now too. And so you just start looking at Gray. Gray needs to stay healthy from now on. He cannot have another setback. If he has another setback, he's out of your five man rotation to start the year. Now the other thing that I'm not a hundred percent sure of is you used to be able to manipulate the disabled list slash injured list, and you could start putting guys on the disabled injured list on, let's just say, March 23rd. So it wouldn't feed as much into the regular so you, season. So you, you're yeah. sitting out for 15 days starting that day, and you can also go on a little bit of a rehab stint yeah. too. So, uh, you know, there's ways to manipulate it where guys don't have to sit out the first, let's say, 10 to 15 days on the injured list. But this is, I'm not going to say nightmarish. Nobody has had a major injury yet. These are minor setbacks that these pitchers are having. But we're starting to look at the negative side of signing injured players already. And and I think that's the concern for all Rangers fans is I totally hear what you're saying, at least in the first part, about they're not major injuries. But when the season hasn't even really started and potentially three of your top six are dinged up, you're like, oh, man, this is what I was afraid of because all the strikeout numbers we said, what, like three, four weeks ago about how this could be a historic strikeout run for the Rangers pitching staff, you see, like, the potential of that falling by the wayside. And, Corey, I understand where Chris Young and the training staff is coming from. I need you for approximately six months. I, I I don't need you for the first six days. I have enough guys working in spring training. Cole Reagan says, look great. I heard you talk Six about him yesterday. 1.50 ERA. Right. Mm. And so he, I saw his stuff and I was like, my God, when he threw against the Dodgers, I was like, that because, is not the same Cole Reagan's as last year. Because we talked about Jack Leiter, even just in the one inning, you're like, yeah, no, he was fine. But right. Reagan's, Reagan's like, I was Whoa. very impressed with. I did not get to see strikeouts too. Well, when you're throwing when you're throwing high nineties with the changeup that he has off of that, he has a decent breaking ball. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not poo pooing his breaking ball, but for me, he's more of a fastball changeup as his second pitch rather than fastball breaking ball. Uh, But he has a decent he has a breaking ball that I think is an average major league breaking ball. I don't know how big of a strikeout ball breaking ball that can be, but when you start throwing in the high nineties left handed at six foot four, it changes. Uh, at times, you don't have to have sometimes the best breaking ball. It becomes more effective because you're throwing it off of a 96-mile-an-hour fastball. So um, I'm just looking at this, Ranger fans, and don't get scared or upset yet, but just start putting in your head that the five-man rotation of, I would say, in order that they were probably going to go, would have been DeGrom one, probably not going to make – I'm going to put it there. I don't think he's going to make the March 30th start. Just to be honest, I don't think DeGrom's your opening day starter. Uh, I do think that he will pitch in the first 10 games of the season, but I'm just not sure if it will be on opening day. I have a question. Maybe I've missed this a couple of years ago or last year or whatever. Opening day is on a Thursday. Yeah. And then the Rangers have a day off the next day. 
I feel like it's been that way for a couple. What's the reason for this again? A lot of times uh, they will do that um, (laughs) because it's usually weather related. Is that they want that free extra day just Just in in case case it's bad on March 30th. That being said, the Rangers are playing indoors and it doesn't matter. But they still will do that just based off of, uh, you know, hey, let's get that that opening day, but to your point, wouldn't it rather, I'm sure a lot of Ranger fans would rather opening day be Friday, oh, March 31st, sure, sure, 3 p.m. start, because then you're like, dude, I take a half day that day, I work half a day, and then I start the weekend early, or I just take that whole day off, because we'll see it a lot going out there at like 9 a.m., people are already trying to get their parking spots, or they got their, it's really fun, they have their uh, like barbecue going yeah. as they're sitting in the street waiting for the parking lots to open. So that way, when it opens, all the barbecue and brisket and everything is already cooked and ready to go. But um, Evaldi is starting to concern me that he might not be in your first five. Yep. It looks like Heaney's doing all right, right? We're not yeah. having major issues and with Perez, Heaney and Perez. Heard, Perez, yeah. Perez is a guy who's been healthy most of his career. So the two lefties look like they'll be in the rotation. It's the three righties that probably one, if not two of them, might not be in your first five. Well, and how big does that make tomorrow then? If DeGrom's throwing live BP, if right. Gray is back in the rotation, like that feels like an yeah. important day to see. Let's yeah. see how that goes. And the last thing I'll say is you could do this. It's not advocated early in the year because you put a lot of pressure on your bullpen. They are healthy starting the year. But you can go, hey, DeGrom is going to start on Sunday, April 2nd, but he's only going to throw four innings. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, hey, he's he's got four innings max at, at 60 pitches or four innings. We're taking him out of the game because we're not going to push him that much. But then that does mean you're putting a lot more pressure on your bullpen early in the year if your starters are not stretched out to, let's say, about 80 to 100 pitches. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, I'm excited about this. It's National Cereal Day, so it's time for the combo platter. Give us a sports opinion, and then what is the greatest, bestest cereal in the world? Grape nuts. Eight, what? 877-881-1053. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.